Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Hey, gang, welcome into another edition of the Retirement Elevated podcast with Sean Lee and myself. Sean, managing partner at Elevated Retirement Group, me lobbing the questions at him. What's going on, pal? How are you? Just preparing for the weekend. Yeah. Some family time. Yeah, yeah, you were just telling me before we started that your son's got a basketball game, second grade. Pretty cool. A lot of fun. <laughs> oh, man. It's the best. Yeah, that's It good. is the best. When they're at age, you know, it's like uh, technique sometimes out the window. <laughs> hey, you know, it's the refereeing is a little sporadic. You okay. Know, they, All right. Fair A little enough. bit of traveling, a little yeah. bit of double dribbling. Well, hey, LeBron it's does fine. it, so he can do it. <laughs> hey, it's, yeah, they're, they're just preparing for their NBA careers. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, if he, if he can travel, you know, on a nationally televised game why can't the kids right exactly good stuff and that's you know that comes i think i saw him say afterwards that he just he's like yeah i just i just spaced he's like i just totally forgot what i was doing and i just took like four steps (laughs) and uh, it's like hey all right at least you owned up to it so you know that's like good good (laughs) idea so that's some of his decision making skills there uh, on display and that's what we're going to talk about how you like that for a second way emotions and decision making this week on the podcast most people like to think, I guess anyway, that they always make decisions based on logic. My wife says that she does that, and I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, I'm probably do the same thing, and she looks at me like I'm crazy as well and have two heads. But the truth is, is that emotions always play a factor in the thing. So let's talk a little bit about that. You know, what kind of emotions do you find, Sean, when you're when you're sitting down with folks that typically drive financial decisions? Is it just the two, fear and greed? You know, those were the two that I was going to say, and I think those those tend to drive a lot of our emotional decisions. And, and we've talked about it in the past, you know, this financial uh, idea of financial marketing. Mm-hmm. Most financial marketing is built off of either fear or greed. Sure, yeah. And there's no, there's no logic track or logic-based formula to make decisions. It's, hey, the market's going to correct, so you need to do this. Or, you know, you have an opportunity to make all this money, so you need to do this, where there's really no well-thought-out process behind it to get you in the position that you want to be to succeed. And so that's why we always look at, you know, let's look at a logical process to help you make decisions that are based on facts and real expectations rather than myths, misunderstandings, and emotions. Because when you start to bring fear, greed, and those myths and, and all those different emotions in, you're making decisions that are almost knee-jerky. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so here, I've got, a, I've got kind of a question here posed for you. So I'll use my brother as an example. So uh, he's 61, and earlier, you know, earlier this year, or sorry, not this year, I guess it would have been last year 2019 because i'm totally still forgetting that we're into 2020 already but last year you know when we started to have i think it was in may maybe or we started to have quite a bit of a decline on the market and he started wondering if he should pull out because he's already 61 so he's thinking about the 50, you know he's over 59 and a half doesn't have to take a penalty should he start taking his money out so that he in case the market started to decline basically right and i said no hang in there you know I, my feeling is and again i don't have a crystal ball and you know nobody i work with has a crystal ball but my feeling is it's going to be okay well obviously it stayed and stayed strong up to like 29 3 or 4 now at the time of this podcast it's fallen about a thousand points or so he started the same conversation again oh maybe i should pull it out because the market's on a big decline so it could be crashing so do you see people making those kinds of emotional decisions just in that kind of a vacuum i suppose yes and no okay and so i see that happening on the yes side when there's not clarity 
Okay, and and he's sixty one and not working with an advisor. He would work with you, but we're in a totally different yeah. state. <laughs> but you know, I mean, when there's not clarity and you don't have a clear path right. and you don't you don't know how all the pieces are working together, exactly. Then it's like, oh my gosh, the markets are going down. Is it? So I, I, just I can't pull my go money through. Out. Yeah, yeah, and then those uh, I say no when it comes down to those people that have a a clearly defined path. They understand the what's going on inside of their plan. But more importantly, they understand how they're going to generate their income. And I to give you an example, I had a review today with a couple and we sat down and their plan has been we put their plan in motion about a year and a half ago. And so we put all the all the income pieces in. We put all the the investment strategies in place. Uh, we finalized the tax withdrawal strategy and so on. And now it's getting to the point to where they're getting ready to retire. They have they have three months left of work, and they're done in, like May first. And so they said, Sean, let's. We're a little nervous. Same thing. The coronavirus. You know that. Okay, like the media is blowing that out, but then we saw on a recently a 450 point loss day and then a fi- over 500 point loss day. Right. And so those emotions kick in, like, well, what's going to happen to my plan? So as we reviewed, we said, okay, here's your income sources. You've got you know, Social Security, you've got your pension. I uh, remember this annuity piece that we put in to provide a little bit of security on income side. And then, oh, by the way, on the back end, to add an- another piece in, your investment strategy is dividend producing, and it will provide this much cash flow and income to you over and above what you need if you need it. Now, just by doing that, you know, they remember that they had a good plan and they're in, in shape. But just by adding in and, and walking through, these are the sources of income. And then here's the safety lever of, of cash flow if you need it down the road. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you want to go through the markets now and, and talk about it? Nah, it's fine. We understand, <laughs> we're, we're good. Right. So a little clarity, a little reassurance. And it's like, ah, yes. Okay, that's right. Here's the, here's the path we're on. We need to hold with that path. Right. I got oh, you. there's where my income's coming from. I don't ah, need to freak yes. out. The light bulb. <laughs> and if you think about it, if you're producing dividends in your investment strategy, right, and you're not using those dividends, well, if the market corrects, you're just going discount shopping. Your dividends are purchasing up more shares, which in turn le- leads to a higher dividend pool, which in turn leads to a, a little bit more potential income. And so the, I like to add dividends in just to provide income, one. But then, hey, if you've got a dividend pool that's creating thirty grand a year of dividends, that's $30,000 of extra cash that's being reinvested for you that you didn't have to put into your portfolio. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's flip it on the other side here before we jump out of this week's podcast. And so are there some times when it could... So as we're talking about emotions and decision-making... Are there any times when it can be appropriate to factor in those emotions and bring them in? The first thing that I would think of almost is people saying something when it comes to the house, because maybe they're, you've got a lot of emotions tied into the place you've been living for, let's say, 30 years and where you raised the kids and all that stuff. But what are some other things you think? Yeah, kind of the heart versus head mentality. And, you know, when should we bring emotions in? And I look at it, yeah, I look at it at the property. You know, should you downsize? We're going through this right now with with family. One person wants to, to move, the other doesn't. And there's an emotional connection to the home. Sure. And, you know, one wants to downsize, the other wants, hey, I want to stay in this property. This is where we raise the kids. Grandkids get to come over here. 
And so there's a, a battle there about what's best financially, but then also what's comfortable. The other one that I see a lot is, well, what if I just work one more year? I'm super stressed out, but what if I work one more year? Mm, okay. Well, logically, it's like, well, you're better off financially. You have one yeah, more year of okay, work. True. You get to save a little bit. But on the flip side of that, what is that one year really worth to you? Especially when you mention the word stress, right? If that's really mm-hmm. how much right. is how much is that weighing on you? Yeah, are you, if you're making sixty grand a year or whatever it may be, is a year worth of experience and life worth the sixty grand? Mm, no, if, if yeah. you know that you can retire, so there's that's what emotion. If the plan <laughs> is there, sixty place, grand worth of memories yeah. in there, right? Yeah, yeah, and and is it worth the heartache, the headache? the emotional roller coaster that's coming with work or you just say you know what i'm done i can retire i have the incomes that i need and i don't need to actually save whatever i'm saving because my retirement's in good shape gotcha yeah so yeah there's a lot of little things you can factor in there and you go hmm is it really worth that but maybe it is worth it that's a place where you could consider the emotions and saying okay let's go ahead and weigh that in on this whole financial conversation Exactly. Interesting. All right. Well, I think that'll work for this week on the podcast. Keep them short and sweet so we can hopefully toss out some useful nuggets. So if you are wrestling with emotions and decision making, don't fret. Everybody does. That's all right. Um, But make sure that to kind of Sean's analogy there, his story about some people that he's currently working with, make sure that you have a conversation with your advisor or Sean with, with Sean and his team. And get a little clarity so that you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and you say, okay, yes, the hearing all the stuff about the market drop with the coronavirus or this, that, and the other, that's got me a little rattled. And that's understandable. That makes you human. But seeing how things all play together in your specific plan may also alleviate some of that stress and alleviate some of that worry and have that kind of light bulb aha moment. So there you go. Uh, as always, make sure you tune into the podcast. We would certainly appreciate it. If you need to reach out to Sean and the team, they are here to help. You just have to simply call them at 800 59 that's 800-599-9895 now as always make sure you subscribe to the show uh, share it with somebody who might need to hear the message or could benefit from it you can find it on their website at elevatemyretirement.com that's elevatemyretirement.com and you can uh, always subscribe to it on Google Apple Spotify so on and so forth and there's ways to share it that way as well Sean buddy thanks for your time and uh, good luck tonight with the big kids of the second grade (laughs) thanks man appreciate it no problem we'll see you next time here on Retirement Elevator. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.